the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for being with us today for the Tuesday edition. Kath, good to see you as well. Resplendent in your spring white. I was trying to pretend. That what? Well, I know tomorrow, I know today, today. is the last day of winter, and tomorrow is the first day of spring. Yes. I was trying to pretend it was today. I was feeling a little in the doldrums this morning about the coldness. Close enough. Believe me. Today is the last full day of winter. Yeah. Oh, that is, isn't that a wonderful Bring phrase? Bring it on. Please. Bring it on. And here at Seven Parkway Center, we look across the field here, the Point Park University field, and the college guys are out there playing some baseball. Oh, thank goodness. So that's another, and plus we saw some pirate baseball and on TV not too long ago. I mean, it's, it's it'll be here soon. We've crossed the line. Bring it on. Please. Okay. Um, what day is today? National Let's Laugh Day. Oh, yeah. Who makes that up, I wonder? National Let's Laugh Day. I don't know. But yeah. I like it. Yeah, sure. Who I'm doesn't grateful. like the love? I'm grateful for it. Right? Um, what's this? Make them laugh. Don't you know everyone wants to laugh? That's Danny K? No, it's Donald O'Connor. Right. Singing in the Rain. From Singing in the Rain? Right. Yeah. Okay. That's a great, yeah. That's Donald O'Connor, yeah. Well, I haven't seen this in a long time. Yeah, it's a great movie. Okay, so we were talking about this a while ago that, you know, a baby or a three year old, four year old laughs like, you know, 40 okay, times a day. The average four year old laughs 300 times per day. 300 times a day. Right. 300 times a day. Wow. Mm-hmm. And the average 40 year old? The average adult, 17. Just 17 times. Mm-hmm. So yeah. as we get older, we laugh less. I bet you as you get older, you laugh more. As you get older? Yeah, like, you know, a baby laughs a lot or a toddler laughs a lot. And then you go through, you know, the teen angst and the struggles 20, the established 30, the career 40, 50. And then when you lay that down and, you know, you loosen your butt and then you come back into more laughter. All right. Okay. Well, that could be because I was just waiting to give you the bad news that the average 40-year-old laughs. (laughs) How many? Four. Four times a day. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's not good. Mike Duffy, new Mike, he laughs more than just about anybody I know. Now, of course, he's hanging out with us, so his laughs are not necessarily joyful laughs. They may be laughs. I 100% blame that on my pappy because I would just I would just be hanging out with him, and yeah. he just randomly starts laughing like, at, at nothing. I'm like, what are you doing, Pap? He, I'm just laughing. Well, you're just a joyful laugh. guy, Mike. You, well, thanks, you laugh more than anybody I know. Truly, you do. Okay, so who makes you laugh? Dick Van Dyke. Oh, yeah, consistently, even to this day. So we were looking at um, the ranking system. Somebody put a, a list together of the funniest people of all time. 
And the list goes on and on and on. There's over 100 plus people on this list. Let me see. Let me. Is there 100? Yeah, there's 100. Okay, their number 100 uh, is a guy, uh, oh, Jeff Dunham, who I don't know. Do you know Jeff Dunham? Oh, Jeff Dunham, yeah. He's a, the, uh, he's a comedian. Yeah. Jeff Dunham. Most of these people on this on this list would be comedians, right? David Letterman is listed. <laughs> if, they're not, if, they're not, if they're not comedians, then we're in then, trouble. Right. Yeah. If they're politicians, it's not a good sign. No, no. David Letterman's ninety nine. Lily Tomlin's ninety eight. Ray Romano's ninety seven. Chris Tucker's ninety six. Martin Short comes up in at ninety five. Martin Short was nice, hysterical. Oh my gosh. Jim Carrey I, on that list? Oh yeah. Um, it goes on and on. Oh, Red Skelton is eighty nine. You don't know Red Skelton? Do you guys? Do you ever sure. watch Red Skelton? I know Red Skelton is. Benny Hill eighty seven. Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac is a guy. Oh, I Bernie love. Bernie Mac. He's gone way too soon. Way too soon. I love that guy. Uh, Gilda is number eighty-three. Gil- Gilda Radner. See, I never saw. I never saw you her. Never. Oh, you don't know who Gilda Radner was? Never heard of. Oh, her. never heard of her. I love Gilda Radner. Uh, just fabulous. Saturday Night Live. Mike. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Jerry Lewis at seventy-eight. Harvey Corman at seventy-seven. Uh, Red Fox loved Red Fox at seventy-four. Jerry Stiller. Stiller and Mira. Yeah. Who's, and from you know, Seinfeld. Right. 72. Eric Idle at 71. Laurel and Hardy at 70. Jonathan Winters, 69. Uh, John Goodman, a very funny guy, 66. Jackie Gleason. Remember Jackie Gleason? Johnny Winters. Yeah. Tom Hanks at 64. Uh, Bob Hope at 61. Don Rickles. Oh, my God. Don Rickles. Don Rickles. Listen. I got yelled at in a hospital bed because of Don Rickles. I was giving, having my tonsils taken out, and so I was able to stay up late the night before, and I was watching Johnny Carson, and there was Don Rickles. I probably was like 11. I could not believe what I was watching. I mean, I laughed so hard, the nurse came down and said, shh, you be quiet. You're going to wake everybody up. Oh, man, Don Knotts. There's, there is a... Um there's an episode I've talked about of Dick Van of the Dick Van Dyke Show. Yeah, when he and Mary Tyler Moore are thinking back on uh, Mary being pregnant and she's close to delivering little Richie. Yeah, and they get held up in an elevator by Don Rickles, <laughs> who has a knife in his hand, and the elevator's broken. Oh my gosh! And it's the it's a young it's a young Don Rickles. Yeah, it is so funny. Was does it's, he end up crying? He ends up crying, and, he, and it ends up he doesn't even have a knife. It's, he's like got like I don't know, it's, it's a ruler or something. And the, anyway, it's just funny. Very, it's very, very. Is funny. Michael Richards on that list? Um, not yet. My guess is, you know, Michael Richards has. We, we talked about this because he appears uh, in comedians in cars. Right. You know, that's and it's a, it's a it heartbreaking a, episode. It is a wonderful episode. Yeah. It is a wonderful episode. Okay, here's some people I thought of. Okay. Who were on my own list? Uh, Chris Rock. Oh, very yeah. funny. Doug Hirth. Oh, yeah, Doug. Local Pittsburgh mm-hmm. talk show host of many years. Uh, Sebastian Maniscalco. Mm-hmm, yeah. The name alone makes you laugh. I mean, he, as Jerry Seinfeld said, he has the longest name in comedy. Yeah. Uh, Chris Pratt. Funny, funny guy. From Parks and Rec. Yep. I mean, is, his, is Andy oh, the yeah. funniest character? I, I love Andy so well, much. Well, Amy Poehler from Amy Parks Amy Poehler. And Rec. I have yeah. her here, too. Uh, Dulé Hill. I don't know that. From Psych. Yeah. USA Network. I don't know. That. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah, Dulé Hill. Uh, how about John Mulaney? Oh, I love John Mulaney. Yeah, just watched him the other night. Did on you your watch recommendation. that? I did, Did yeah. you laugh? I did laugh. Yeah, very funny. Jerry Seinfeld. Excellent. Uh, Jim Gaffigan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Carol, Carol Burnett. Yep. Carol Burnett. Harvey Corman. Mm, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Tim Conway. Yep. Uh, Groucho Marx. Yeah, very funny guy. Jeremy Clarkson. Jeremy Cartley, yeah, that's a that's a uh, an acquired. Uh, I think he's very he funny. Is, Richard he's Hammond. James funny. May. Yeah. 
How about Phil Hartman? Very fun I never guy. watched Phil Hartman. Oh, then you loved him. Um, Dave Chappelle. He can be funny. Mm-hmm. John Cleese. Monty uh, Python. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Mike, you had to have watched Monty Python. Yeah, yeah. Lucille Ball. Classic. Yeah. Jamestown, uh, New York. John Candy. All those guys from SNL, mm-hmm. from Saturday Night Chris not, Farley. Second City. Yeah. Adam Sandler. <laughs> Mel Brooks. Wait, who is the guy who is the guy who had two left feet in Best in Show, the dog show movie? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sid Dithers. Uh, no, uh, is the, yeah, what's his name? Um, he's Canadian. Eugene Levy. Eugene Levy. Mm-hmm. Is, how about, what was the, what's the musical act he did with John Candy? Oh, the, uh, the Schmenke Brothers. The <laughs> Polish band. Please, for a future segment uh, on this show, would you look up the Schmanky Brothers? Schmanky Brothers. Mike, fabulous. so that we can hear some of that. Yeah. Schmanky Brothers? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Schmanky Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, so their top 10 list on the, on the ranker is um, top 10. Chris Farley is 10. Steve I wouldn't put him in top 10. I would not would I. put Chris Farley top what? 10. No, no. Oh, you put definitely. No. Hands down. No. You would put him top 10. Oh, That's yeah. a generational okay. thing. No, I don't see not. he's funny. Okay. He's hysterical. I right. thought he was funny, but I wouldn't put him top 10. Meh. Steve Carell's number nine. Richard Pryor. Wait, wait, Steve Carell. I would not oh, put would. him top ten. Oh yeah, really? a very funny guy. Have you seen him in um, Anchorman? Yeah. Oh yeah, very well, funny. Sure. And, um, also, uh, what was the Jim Carrey movie uh, when, he, when he meets God? Uh, uh, oh, Bruce wait. Almighty. Oh yeah, that's a good film. Oh yeah. well, Steve Carell is in Evan Almighty. Or no, Steve Evan, Carell. Evan Almighty. Yeah, he's also in Bruce. Almighty. Oh, is he really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was okay. the uh, reporter. Okay. That went. Yep. He was messing with his voice. You know, God was messing He's with his voice. He's a great Noah. He is, he is such hysterical. a good Noah. Okay, number eight is Richard Pryor. I think right. it's underrated. Richard Pryor. Yeah. Oh, George Carlin, number seven. Uh, Steve Martin, number six. Kay. Jim Carrey, number five. Uh, would you put Jim Carrey at number five? No. no. Eddie Murphy, number four. No. Will Ferrell, number three. Hmm. Bill Murray, number two. Robin Williams, number one. I mean, it's a subjective list. I mean, it, Every no, list is. Everybody's funny wow. bone is, right, you know, sort of... I wouldn't find your own path. I, I, I don't. I wouldn't put those same guys in my top ten. No, of course not. Robin Williams beat out Don Rickles. Don Rickles. Rickles. Yeah, yeah Rickles. Yeah, Robin. Williams. It's hard to. It's hard to argue with Robin. Look, when Robin Williams first came on the scene, there was he was unbelievably funny. But in that same era, Steve Martin, mm-hmm. incredibly funny guy. Right, planes, trains, and automobiles. Oh my One gosh. of the funniest. Well, just his stand up alone. I mean, he was he set the culture but, on fire. But not only that, he had. He, so he unique. has such a heart. Yeah. You know, when he did uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, but when he did um, all, not All of a Kind Family, what was the what was this movie where he has all the kids? Cheaper by the Dozen. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, my gosh. Remake. It's such a good Fabulous movie. Film. Three Amigos. Three. Yeah. <laughs> Great movie. Yeah. Anyway, National Make Them Laugh Day, right? Yeah. Okay. We're going to take a break, come back. Hey, there's a brand new show coming to the History Channel that has Jesus right in the middle. Stick around for that. We're going to talk to uh, one of the men featured in the film. Be right back. 101.5 WORD. Disagreements are a part of life, especially married life. But how can you use conflict to actually achieve deeper intimacy with your spouse? On the next Focus on the Family, marriage experts Les and Leslie Parrott describe how you can share your feelings without ending up in a shouting match. That's next time on Focus on the Family with Jim Daly. Tonight at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. So the only thing really keeping you from enrolling your children in Christian school is sports? 
Trinity Christian School answers that concern with boys' soccer, girls' volleyball, and track for boys and girls. A well-rounded Christian education with the sports opportunities you want? Now that sounds really good. Trinity Christian School, ranked among the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County at trinitychristian.net. Great beds, no bowl. That is the original Mattress Factory difference. Our mattresses are designed with the highest quality materials and are hand-built in our local employee-owned factories, all for hundreds less than mainstream mattress brands. Sound too good to be true? Stop by your local factory for a personal tour and to see how your favorite bed is made from beginning to end. Or you can check out any of our stores or visit OriginalMattress.com to find out what the OMF difference is all about. On April 5th, don't miss The Best of Enemies, starring Academy Award nominee Taraji P. Henson. I play Ann Atwater, a civil rights activist who was able to approach hate with love. And Academy Award winner Sam Rockwell. All the better if you don't get my way. Well, I'm going to get in your way. If you change one heart, you can change the world. I have a revival. Then you ought to know, same God made you, made me. The Best of Enemies, based on the untold true story. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. In theaters April 5th. Most clubs you join require an initiation fee or a club membership, but not the Word FM Discount Shopping Club. In our club, you save as much as half. That's right, 50% on gift certificates and items from local restaurants, health services, and much more. Discount deals just in time for birthdays, special occasions, or just because. And all from the comfort of your own computer or smartphone. Great deals and awesome savings. Log on now to wordfm.com, keyword shopping. Dr. Robert Cargill is Assistant Professor of Judaism, Christianity, and Classics at the University of Iowa. He's the editor of popular magazine Biblical Archaeology Review, which has 500,000 subscribers, and he's personally led six archaeological digs in Israel and the Palestinian territories. His latest book is called Cities That Built the Bible. Dr. Robert Cargill, welcome in. Hello, Dr. Cargill. Hello. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If I put that on hold, Dr. Cargill on hold, Mike, and see, we say this because starting Monday, Jesus, his life premieres on the History Channel. And it's going to be this fabulous thing once every week throughout the Lenten season, this series premieres. And Mm -hmm. it's just really a a first-rate example of what it is to show the life of Jesus in a mass media perspective. Yeah. Now, the thing that it's important, I think, for us all to, you know, recognize is how many different portrayals of Jesus there have been in film, movie, TV over the years. So you think of, you know, everything from Jesus of Nazareth, the Franco Zeffirelli one, right, right from the 1980s, 90s, yeah, some, 80s, something I'd say. like that, yeah. right, to some of the, the later ones that were just released on CD, um, to this. I mean, the the interesting perspective of the person who's making the film and what they're trying to actually get across about the person of Jesus, whether it's, you know, strictly a historical perspective or it's, you know, supposed to be, uh, you know, particularly adherent to the biblical perspective. I mean, you can obviously look at him in many different ways. No doubt. So uh, a group of scholars, faith leaders, theologians in this series, Jesus, His Life, explore one of the oldest, of course, the brightest figure in Christianity, which is Jesus himself. And and we've seen this. We've uh, had a screener in advance 
We loved mm-hmm. it. it. Really, just a powerful presentation. Yeah. Now, it, the interesting thing is it's not just a narrative. It's not like you're going to be watching a drama. You're going to be watching a drama, but it's interspersed with... Theological experts. Right. So there are people who are going to give you commentary right. on it to just kind of help you to think about it in a different way. Exactly. So we hope to have uh, Professor Cargill with us here in a few minutes. Mike, are we, we're efforting. He's going to call us back. Can we take a break? Sure. Let's do that. We'll take a quick break, come back. So stay with us. Jesus, His Life premieres on the History Channel starting this Monday. We'll talk about that next. Jen had a very busy day today. Really busy. First, she dropped her kids off at daycare. Then she had a few minutes before yoga class for a coffee. Small latte, please. And then she saved a few lives. Nurse, two units, no negative. One, an injured child. Another, a cardiac patient. And then, a premature baby. All because Jen logged on to bloodsciencefoundation.org and made a financial donation. There, done. You see, local blood donors provide only about half of what is needed to treat patients. The other half has to be purchased and relies on financial donations from people like you and Jen. Ooh, cake pops. So, what have you done today? To make a financial donation that saves lives, visit bloodsciencefoundation.org. Blood Science Foundation, giving from the heart. Employers, are you tired of paying outrageous premiums for health insurance? How about a plan that allows you to go to any hospital in the country, a plan that pays you back every year? Now, whether you want a top-of-the-line health plan or just enough to keep you legal, Marley Financial has a custom-made plan just for you. As a business owner, you owe it to yourself to stay ahead of the ever-changing marketplace, and Marley's been on the cutting edge of new and improved health plans for both individuals and for businesses for years. And only Marley Financial offers health plans that actually pay you back. Go to MarleyFG.com for unbiased, top-notch plans from any carrier in Pennsylvania. Plans that'll save you money and give you an edge over the competition. They even offer custom business solutions to reduce your liability and overhead as you grow. They're truly one of the most innovative agencies in the nation. So give them a call now, 724-884-1496, or visit them online at MarleyFG.com. This Easter, celebrate the life of Christ as you break bread with family and friends and leave the cooking to Bistro to Go on the North Side with simply delicious gourmet creations sure to make your event memorable. Like brown sugar baked ham with pineapple sauce, maple glazed turkey with gravy, Bistro Pecan sweet potato casserole, whole chocolate mousse cake, and so much more for intimate gatherings to grand events. All reasonably priced for pickup and ready to serve. Order now at bistroandcompany.com. Robinson Township Christian School celebrates a 40-year legacy of producing college-bound, lifelong learners whose lives are marked by wisdom, knowledge, and a compassion for others. At the airport area's only K-12 classical Christian school, students grow to love learning, think deeply, and communicate effectively from a biblical foundation. Robinson Township Christian School, now enrolling preschool through 12th grade at rtcsonline.org. Get smarter every day at ozzy.com. Try a new news site that tells you about the most interesting people, places, and ideas. Discover the next Obama or maybe the next LeBron James. Try Ozzy's online quiz today and you could win two free tickets to anywhere in the world on United. ozy.com. 
As we start 2019, we so much appreciate the support of one of our newest clients, Grove City College. So thanks to everyone at GCC. John and I and everyone here at The Ride Home are grateful for your partnership. Moonlit tonight and cold for March again with a low 29. Tomorrow, sun will fade behind clouds, but the afternoon looks to be fairly nice. Little milder with the high 54. More night cloudy skies. Rain will start after midnight in the low 38. We'll see more rain at times Thursday, especially early. Chillier with the high 49. Colder Friday, cloudy with some rain and snow showers. High just 42. I'm Mackie with a meteorologist Frank Strait on 101.5 Word FM. This coming Monday, March 25th at 8 p.m. on the History Channel, the long-awaited series premieres called Jesus, His Life. Jesus, His Life explores the story of Christ through a unique lens, the people in Christ's life who are closest to him, and each of the eight chapters is told from the perspective of different biblical figures. Here to talk to us about Jesus, His Life is Dr. Robert Cargill, who is integral as part of the series. Dr. Cargill, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, John. Good to be here. Mm -hmm. Robert, talk to us about the difference in this production about Jesus than other ones that have already been made. Well, I think the the most uh, significant difference between this show and previous Jesus shows and documentaries is that this show doesn't necessarily put Jesus at the center, but it actually takes some of the people that were in Jesus's orbit. They they take some of the people, some of the characters that were... uh, that were in and around Jesus, and and they look at Jesus from their point of view. So we actually get, starting from the beginning uh, and going through their lives, uh, we look at Jesus through the eyes of Joseph. We look at uh, Jesus through the eyes of Peter, through the eyes of Mary, his mother. And in this, and in this sense, you actually discover Jesus over and over again without having, you know, the cheat notes. So, so many of us we know the story of Jesus. We, you know, it's we have the, uh, we we know the Son of God. We know kind of the the spoilers at the end. In this regard, we get to discover Jesus, especially Jesus as a human, over and over again. I see. So, Dr. Cargill, it, it's unique in that there's this beautiful production. I mean, it, I'm sure it was filmed on location, and you see Christ, you see Paul, you see all the. I mean. The, the screen that we saw, there's Joseph walking through the streets, building a house for Mary. It, it's so well done. And then we sort of flash into the theological experts, yourself included, that sort of weave us this narrative. So can you talk to us about your participation in that, how you were approached and how you were decided to put in that in that flow? Sure. Uh, yes. Not only is the show beautifully cast and beautifully acted, I mean, they, they did a wonderful job. But I was—I have worked with uh, the the company that produced this show, and I've worked with History several times uh, before. And they came to me from the script stage. They said, "Hey, here's the idea. Um, here are some of the early scripts." And I said, "Absolutely, I want to be a part of this." Nice. So my job uh, is both a consultant on the scripts, but also um, a, a contributor, right? Someone who's actually appearing in the show. And so on the scripts uh, side. One of the things that we did was, uh, and I, myself and a bunch of my colleagues, my scholarly colleagues, were brought in to make sure that the information that was presented didn't stray too far from the text that we have in the Bible and the text that we, the information that we have 
from the historical uh, text, from the historical sources that we have. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it was, okay, we can say this, we, we probably shouldn't say this, this I isn't see. historically accurate, et cetera, et cetera. So the, so the producers aren't taking a lot of liberties and, and really you know, straying afar and speculating on a lot of things. Our job was to make sure that this stays true to what the Bible mm-hmm. says and true to what the historical sources say. And then once, that, once the scripts were done, they sent it to the actors, the, the directors. They filmed all this beautiful, beautiful uh, cinematography. And then uh, they came back to us and asked us to uh, contribute as scholars, as theologians, this incredibly diverse um, field of contributors to give opinions on what was going on. So, Robert, for people who are watching the show who aren't people who believe in Jesus but are just people who like the History Channel or are interested in history in general, they can be assured, you're sure. saying, that the people that produce this project have put Jesus and his contemporaries in the appropriate historical context. Yeah, the, the, this documentary is not preachy. It, it's not trying to convert people or deconvert people. It's not. It doesn't have an agenda other than to to portray Jesus as he would have been seen by those people who were discovering him in the first century. And I think that's really the, the clever aspect of this show, is that even for the people who would become uh, followers of Jesus, faithful disciples of Jesus, they too had to discover Jesus at some point. At, at some point in their lives, they had to make a decision. Do I believe what I'm seeing here? Do I want to follow this guy? Mm-hmm. And for some of them, the, the decision was no. For some of them, the decision was yes. But then they, then they decided, well, maybe not. You know, Judas, for example. And others, it was just a lifelong uh, a devotion uh, to Jesus. And so to be able to see from the different personalities of the people that we know about from the Bible, to see them go through these struggles, to go through what it meant to discover Jesus, to see him, to hear it from him, and then to have to make a decision. I think that's very compelling for viewers, whether they're a person of faith or not. Interesting. Well, as I said, as you came in, Dr. Cargill, Kath and I were sent screeners, so we were able to see the first episode. It is beautiful and very well done. We're excited. I know our listeners as well. So the the show premieres March 25th. It's coming Monday at 8 o'clock. The first two episodes will premiere that Monday, and then they'll be pl- played out over the Lenten season. And just before Easter comes, Jesus' death and resurrection. So in many ways, right, we're, we're following the Holy Week, the Holy Season along, and the History Channel's part of it, and you're the major part of it as well. Yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm trying to do my best to put the story of Jesus in its historical context, uh, along with a lot of my colleagues trying to show that there wasn't a uniform vision of Jesus in the first century. There was actually a very diverse opinion about Jesus uh, uh, in the first century, just like there's a very diverse opinion about Jesus today. Well, job well done. It's really first rate. Jesus, His Life premieres on the History Channel March 25th at 8 o'clock. Highly recommended. Please check it out. We'll talk about it, I'm sure, as the week goes on. Stay with us. There's a lot more ahead for The Ride Home with John and Kathy here on 101.5 WORD. Are you overwhelmed with more than $10,000 of credit card debt, personal loans, medical bills, or collections accounts? Do you find yourself getting nowhere, only making the minimum payments? Did you know that if you're only making the minimum payment, it could take you 20 years or more to pay off your debt? Hi, I'm Nicole Rothman from National Debt Relief. 
For years, you've heard National Debt Relief on the radio sharing how we can resolve your debt for a fraction of what you owe in just 24 to 48 months. I'm here to tell you it's not too good to be true. In fact, we've already helped hundreds of thousands of Americans resolve over $1 billion of debt. We're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and have received over 35,000 five-star reviews. The best part is we don't earn a penny until we've successfully resolved your debt. If you have $10,000 or more in debt, call National Debt Relief today for your free debt assessment and see how much you can save. Call 800-377-3066. That's 800-377-3066. Again, that's 800-377-3066. Dentistry, in my opinion, shouldn't be a fear-inducing experience. And it really, I think, goes a long way for patients when I'm able to develop that one-on-one relationship with them. Exceptional Dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. At Accurate Solutions Group, we do financial and retirement planning, and we think of ourselves as servant leaders. We've been at this for almost three decades now. We know how to identify issues and find solutions that work, but we believe we're also charged to be faithful stewards for our clients. Ethan and I hold to the fiduciary standard in our investment practice. That means every bit of advice, every recommendation must be in our client's best interest. Period. End of story. So we put together retirement blueprint solutions that help people retire with confidence, clarity, and independence. We'd love to talk to you. It's never too late. It's never too early. Just call Accurate Solutions Group, 412-515-3555. 412-515-3555 or visit asgretire.com. I'm Kurt Knudek. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Mary, the child you bear will become the greatest of men. From the network that brought you the Bible. There has been talk about Jesus. They say he's healing the sick. Comes the life of Jesus Christ. His preaching is what concerns me. He's helping people. From those who knew him best. We are his followers. We've seen him do wondrous things. I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus, his life. Monday at 8 on History. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville has everything you need to protect your car or truck all winter long. Say goodbye to winter grind with an extreme detailing to help preserve the life and look of your vehicle. Got a new car? Protect your investment with TST Rust Remedy, the most effective rust control system you'll find anywhere. And spray-on bullet bed liners offer extreme protection tested in the most extreme conditions known to man. Call the Extreme Team now at 412-257-1006 or visit ExtremeTruck.net. 412-257-1006, ExtremeTruck.net. When someone faces their own immortality, they naturally turn to God and God's people for His answers. Christian Emergency Network can help prepare you to answer their difficult questions. Start by becoming a ready Christian at ChristianEmergencyNetwork.org and learn what to say. Discover how to be spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically ready to respond. Sign up for the free Ready Christian Learning Track, available online at ChristianEmergencyNetwork.org. The best Christian music to brighten your day. Messages that inspire hope, life, and spiritual transformation. And a safe place for you to grow in your faith. Hi, this is Dave Fry from Sidewalk Province. And if this sounds like something you could use, visit ChristianRadio.com. ChristianRadio.com is a place where you can find hope when it seems there is none. Now, all of your favorite Christian radio stations can go with you wherever you go. Visit online at ChristianRadio.com or download the free mobile app today. When I hear my friends talk about it, I want to say something. But homosexuality is a very sensitive issue. 
Every time I hear about it at school, it's all one-sided. It doesn't feel safe. Students today are being challenged by the culture and their teachers and professors like never before. And they're hearing lots of confusing messages about sexuality. Most of the messages are one-sided. Equip the teens in your life to express their Christian values in an honest, Christ-centered way during this year's annual Day of Dialogue, April 10th, sponsored by Focus on the Family. Students can learn how to participate in this significant event at their school. Prepare your son or daughter to respond in a confident, loving way when their biblical beliefs are challenged. Sign up today at dayofdialogue.com. That's dayofdialogue.com. I think if you're a believer in Jesus long enough, you'll hear some weird things. It just comes with the territory. Well, And people are trying oftentimes to be helpful. Yeah, they're best, Except, but they're ill-informed, right. um, biblically illiterate often, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes insensitive. Yeah. Shane Pruitt's with us. Shane's written a wonderful work called uh, Nine Common Lies That Christians Believe and Why God's Truth Is Infinitely Better. Shane, welcome to the show. Hey, so good to be back on. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. Really honored. Our pleasure. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, we're excited to have learned more about your own story, um, Shane. So why don't you share that with our listeners? How did you end up, talk about your, the life circumstances of your family, which caused you to, to start to realize that people are trying to help you out by saying nice things, but it's just not really helpful. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I have a wonderful wife named Casey. We've been married almost 15 years, and we have five kids that are 12 and under. That is a prayer request. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure. Uh, so uh, our two oldest daughters are biological, and then we have a six-year-old son named Titus. Titus adopted from Uganda. We have a three-year-old son nice. named Ellie adopted from Texas, and Glory, 20 months old, that's uh, adopted from Texas. Um, our six-year-old son that's adopted from Uganda has a lot of special needs. Um, he has cerebral palsy, epilepsy. He's in a wheelchair, suffers seizures every day. Um, and in the year that he came home, that first year, I mean, you try to prepare yourself, um, but there's nothing you can truly do to prepare yourself to watch your child suffer and, and mm. to prepare yourself for a child with extreme special needs. And so that first year, um, at that time, I was a pastor. Now I work with a convention of churches and travel and speak. But at that time, I was pastoring a, a church, and, and we were just struggling watching our son suffer. And all through that year, you know, well-meaning people would say things like, well, you know what the Bible says, God won't give you more than you can handle, or, yeah. or you know, God will never give you more than you can handle, or, or you know, if, if the Lord calls him home, then God will gain another angel, and, and those kind of things. Right, right. And through that year of just really struggling, at the end of the year, we came to a breaking point, and a breaking in a good way, where we just returned back to the basics of our faith, we just trusted in what God's Word said. We surrounded ourselves with some good counsel and some good advice of people who have experience for raising special needs children. And so when we got in a much healthier place, we began to make a list. What are some one-liners, kind of like, God won't give you more you can handle. What are some other one-liners that we, for lack of a better term, have adopted into the church, baptized them, and made them a part of our vernacular mm. that aren't necessarily scripturally true, and actually hold us back in our faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, Shane, I mean, that's an 
that example of God can't give you more than you can handle, you hear that all the time. I mean, it's just, you know, it's hard to be alive. And so people think, okay, Lord, you know, yeah, give me the strength to do this. Where did that even come from? Because clearly, I mean, there's not a lot of truth there. Well, especially when you're in the middle of something, that is the very last thing that you need to hear from somebody is, no, 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 God won't give you more than you can handle. And you're thinking, I promise you, this is more than I can handle. No doubt. Yeah. And, you know, and I think they're often said, right, by well-meaning people who are trying to maybe encourage someone who's struggling, right? Because you never say that statement to someone who's having the best day of their life. Right. You know, usually you say it to someone who's struggling. Yeah, but that's not helpful. I mean, even when you say God won't give you more than you can handle, that's putting all the pressure on you. Yeah. And at the end of the day, everything is more than we can handle. Breathing is more than we can handle. If God didn't create oxygen, we couldn't even breathe. So at the end of the day, um, when everything's about what you can handle, the pressure is on you, and that's too much to handle. Where mm-hmm. at the end of the day, that if we've been bought by the blood of Jesus, the Holy Spirit of God is living inside of us, then we can trust the power of God. And instead, by faith, us having that pressure on us, we place that pressure on the Lord, and mm-hmm. He can handle it. At right. the end of the day, I think it's God won't yeah. give you more than He can handle through you, because right. it's really driving you to faith. And that's the question. Is it faith in yourself or faith in the Lord? Yeah. Okay, so what about people saying, well, listen, Shane, at heart, God just wants you to be happy. (laughs) Sure, yeah. And typically, isn't it said that sometimes people even use that as a justification for sin? You know, hey, well, at the end of the day, God just wants me to be happy. And, you know, we cover that in the book and share a story about a a lady leaving her husband and say, well, you know, at the end of the day, God just wants me to be happy she was leaving him for another man. Mm-hmm. And so typically what we mean by this is, and so I would answer in that chapter this, is that resting in biblical joy is better than pursuing worldly happiness. Because worldly happiness is often dictated by circumstances. So if the circumstances are right, I feel happy. If they're not, I don't feel happy. Biblical joy is much better because joy is not built on circumstances. It's built on a person named Jesus. Mm -hmm. So once again, if you have the Holy Spirit, no matter what you're going through, good day, you can have joy. Difficult day, you can have joy because the person of Christ is with you. You know, you think of the Apostle Paul who wrote in Philippians 4, 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. And as he's pinning those words, he's in under house arrest for preaching the gospel. So, you know, if anyone has a right not to be happy, it's him, but he's sitting there talking about joy. Why? Because <laughs> even in a prison cell, his Christ is with them, you know? Outstanding. Shane Pruitt's with us. He's the author of Nine Common Lies Christians Believe and Why God's Truth is Infinitely Better. We're going to come back to these uh, nine common lies in a second, but let me make a quick detour here, Shane. So uh, people who would use these, and, you know, everybody follows into a trap, well-meaning or not, but I think a lot of it is based upon biblical illiteracy. Mm-hmm. And what do you say to people who say, well, you know, I really love Jesus, and I love to be with my community, I love to worship, but the Bible, I just it's don't get me. it. I just, yeah, I'd prefer not to go there. I mean, how do you respond to that? Yeah, exactly. I use an illustration in the book called the Plato Jesus. And the reason we all love Plato is because we can shape Plato, mold it to be what it, we want it to be. And the moment it's not, we can roll it back up and start over, right? You know. Uh, and so I think the reason a lot of people love Jesus but they don't like the Word of God is really, if we're not careful, we create idols named Jesus. So we, we create this God that 
loves what we love. He gets mad about what we get mad about. He tolerates what we tolerate. But if that's the Jesus we worship and Jesus we sing to and give to and pray to, then that's just an idol named Jesus. The reason we need the Word of God is because the Word of God will show us the true Jesus, Mm -hmm. show us the true heart of God, and that's the one that transforms lives, not some image of Jesus we've made up and just really is creating an idol. Right. Uh, Shane, what uh, John and I have often talked um, about how far afield we have culturally become from actual truths that are written in Scripture. And, you know, Christmas or Easter is your perfect example, right? right you think, right. okay, you know, Christmas is about, you know, is a really difficult, hard story about two really poor people who end up having a baby in a gas station, and they're terrified, and it's really upsetting, and there are a lot of weirdly miraculous things but that are unsettling that happen. And somehow we turn that into, like, Santa at the fireplace with a dog and presents. It's just very weird how, how, sure. how we end up doing that. And I wonder, in the same way, how we take a person of the person of Jesus who is called a friend of sinners and and a person who's acquainted, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. Mm -hmm. And we turn that into God just wants me to be happy and you should follow your heart. I mean, how do we do that? Follow your heart. Yeah, Yeah, sure. Yeah, follow. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, what's what I think is fundamentally true is that all of these lies stem from one main lie that's at the bedrock of it all. And it's the lie that, you know, the, the serpent gave Eve way back in the Garden of Eden of, hey, the reason God doesn't want you to eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, because in the day you do, you will be like God. Like that was the great temptation, right? Is you don't need God, be your own God. And you could almost put the words in his mouth. You know, it's your life, do with it what you want, follow your heart, believe in yourself. And so I think the fundamental question is this, is who is at the center of your universe? Is it you or is it the Lord? Because even if, you, if you're at the center of your universe, then you think God exists for you. But if God is at the center of your universe, you exist for God. And so I think all of these lies stem off from the, the original lie, which is, be your own God instead of submitting to the real and holy God. Mm-hmm. That's good. So yeah. by surrendering, right? I mean, that's the key. If you surrender yourself to the yeah. Lord, the creator of the universe, everything's different because it's not you first. No doubt. Yeah, no doubt. You know, it's even like the lie, uh, believe in yourself. And, you know, that's the ninth lie that we cover in the book. Uh, and you hear that all the time. Believe in yourself. Right. And, you know, and, and it's not like God is anti-self-esteem. But at the same time, it kind of goes back to all the other ones. When you believe in yourself and you're at the center of your universe, you're your own God, that the pressure's too much for that. Like, it's not your job to be God. It's your job to surrender to God, who is very good at his job, you know? And so, like, God is the center of the universe. God is the creator of all. God is king, not us. And so, once again, it's like, you don't believe in yourself. We are created to believe in someone bigger than ourselves. And he will do exceedingly abundantly more through us than we could ever do for ourselves. And so, yeah, I think at the end of the day, once again, it's who's the center of your universe? Mm-hmm. You are the Lord. You were created for God to be the center of your right. universe, not for you to be that. 
Yeah, yeah. And if you want there to be a creator and a redeemer and a savior who actually is there to help you and to empower you in your life. Don't you want the yeah. real thing? Yeah. You don't want something that yeah. you've made up in your head. No. What, right. What's a waste of time. Exactly. Right. It's like yeah. the chapter in Isaiah, yeah. which says that you, you know, you cut down a tree and then you put it in the fire and you cook your food over it. And the next thing you know, you build an idol out of it. How, what power is there in that? Sure. Right. We want to know yeah. the we want to know the real God. And you've really helped us in this book. This is a wonderful thing. Nine common lies Christians believe and why God's truth is infinitely better. The author, Shane Pruitt. Shane, thanks for being here again. If you snore, the first time you use Mute can be quite an experience. (laughs) I can breathe. I can breathe. Snoring can happen when your nose is blocked, forcing you to breathe through your mouth. Mute is a comfortable nasal breathing device designed to increase airflow through the nose by gently opening the airways. Thanks to Mute, you get all the air you need through your nose and not your mouth, which means less snoring and more chance of sleep. Oh, that's the best night I've had in years. In trials, 75% of couples reported a reduction in snoring when using Mute. Available at Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid and other fine stores. To find your local store or for more information, go to MuteSnoring.com. Mute. Breathe more, snore less, sleep better. World Vision presents Big Daddy Weave's Alive Tour. Join Big Daddy Weave in concert as we celebrate coming to life in Christ. The Alive Tour with Big Daddy Weave. Details at BigDaddyWeave.com. Big Daddy Weave, live at Geneva College Matheny Fieldhouse, March 22nd. Tickets and info at TransparentProductions.com. TransparentProductions.com. Now, on a brand new night, it's Word FM Skate Night at Neville Rollerdrome. The first Wednesday of the month, join Kenny Woods and a live Word FM audience and skate to your favorite CCM hits with prizes and giveaways 6.30 to 9 p.m. You could win a free skate night for your family or youth group. Admission $7. Skate rental just three more. Pastors and youth pastors skate free. Word FM Skate Night at Neville Rollerdrome continues Wednesday, April 3rd. Groups over 30 must register in advance. Email info at skatenrd.com. Ads for beds stuffed into boxes are everywhere, thanks to online mattress companies. But when you order a mattress from the original mattress factory, it won't come shrink-wrapped and squeezed into a tiny box. It won't be dropped off on your porch by your mailman either. That's because our mattresses are hand-built right here in your hometown using American-made steel inner springs, cotton padding, and shock-absorbing box springs. You can't fit that kind of quality into a box. Purchase online at OriginalMattress.com or stop by one of our stores to see the Original Mattress Factory difference for yourself. They didn't teach us this in Bible college. A family in my church has asked me to help with their son who's addicted to heroin. They're in a serious crisis, and I'm so busy with everything else at the church. How do I help them? For over 50 years, Western Pennsylvania Adult and Teen Challenge has come alongside local pastors to help them in the fight against addiction in their congregations. Call 724-265-4100 now. Western Pennsylvania Adult and Teen Challenge, bringing wholeness to the hopeless. A couple celebrity birthdays I thought were kind of interesting today, John. Celebrity birthdays. Mm-hmm. Okay, who's a... Uh... 
Bruce Willis. Oh, Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. And this is where you guess yeah, how old they are. Uh, 64. Yes! Nice. Very nice. Mike! 64. Okay. Clayton Kershaw. Star pitcher for the LA Dodgers. Uh, He's still with the Dodgers. Yeah. Clayton Kershaw, 49. Clayton Kershaw? He can't be 49. He's still uh, pitching for the Dodgers. Oh. <laughs> he can't be 49. I thought, I thought he was retired. Clayton I Kershaw? I did. I thought he was retired. The dude with the beard? I thought he was, he, I thought he was done. Sorry. He's 31. Oh, geez. Crying out loud. Holy heck, way out of there. Glenn Close. Glenn Close is 72. Yes. Nice. Two out of three ain't bad. What the heck? Okay, pretty good. How do you do that? No, well, look, I blew Clayton Kershaw by, you know, decades. Bruce Willis, do you are you a fan? Uh, yeah, I am a fan. What was the TV show? Um, Moonlighting. Was, that was a funny show. With Sybil Shepherd. He was excellent in that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get to show his comedic skills, yeah. and then of course he became a major international star. Major. Yeah, I have a Bruce Willis story. I was in a movie with Bruce Willis called um, what was it called? Striking Distance, I think. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. I was on the first shot of the first day of production. It was me, Bruce Willis, and some other guy, and um, we did a scene. That's what the other guy's saying about you. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and we did a scene, and then they popped a bottle of champagne, and there was drinks all around because we were underway. First time I'd ever done that. It was super cool. And what was Bruce like? Great. Fun, easy, no okay. ego, you know, like no, no, no goofing around. I mean, just, I, I, loved, I loved them. Okay. Sarah Jessica Parker was also on that movie. And? She was tight and unpleasant. <laughs> Not surprised. Well, apparently, no, but now Kath listen, told me the other day she's very funny. See, when you see her in Comedians in Cars, she'll change your mind. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to see that because you told me you know, so good. that she grew up as one of eight kids yeah. and she was really light and funny. Yeah. That's fabulous. And, and in one of, it, it, I think it's the only was the only episode of that series I've seen where the car they're driving is her car. Which I love. Not Jerry's car. I particularly avoided that, that, that section because right. I disliked her. You're, you're going to watch it and right, you're going to be like, wow. Very nice. Glenn Close, are you a fan? Oh, very much so. Okay. She uh, I, I think she should have won the Oscar for the, uh, the wife. Did you like the wife? I, yeah, I did. Yeah. Have you seen it? No. Oh, it's, I'd highly recommend it. I love the idea, though. Yeah, it's a great film. Her husband's film. a Nobel Prize winner, but she's... she's the chops right. behind it. That's such a, it's right. a fascinating That's what thing. happens here every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's our general manager who has the chops, Good and we're news. just the mouth Thank you, move. sir. Thank you. Um, what about classic roles for her? Like when you well, think of Glenn Close, uh, yeah, what do you, you think know, of? Uh, you know, Fatal Attraction. Of course, that's that's the role that's what everybody thinks of. Oh my! The rabbit in the stew. Talk right? about something that you cannot no. possibly forget in your life. Yeah, and you she also to. was in uh, Hundred One Dalmatians. Yeah, never Maybe. saw that. Yeah, not Dangerous Liaisons. Yes, uh, she was. Have you seen that film? Yes. When? How about the final? That is a scene? wicked film. The final yes, scene of that film with the makeup. When she comes Isn't in, that. Amazing. I think of that often. Oh my gosh, that's a that is one of the most memorable final. I think so film too. Scenes. My wife refuses to watch that again. Oh, I'm like, want to watch I, this again? Listen, I never wanted to watch it again. It's a horrible film. I mean, well, it's a one. It's a well-made film about horrible people. Yeah, what you see? Oh, that's a fa- that's a fabulous film. It is, but it is There's about. But I think of that final scene. Wickedness. She comes into the theater and people are like, <laughs> so brutal. Oh, She's, her Michelle Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer, yeah. Is that who played yeah, the? Uh-huh, yeah. Okay, but who was the man? Um, John Malkovich. John Malkovich. 
That's oh, a good that was cast. A, that's a wicked film. Yeah. That is a wicked film. What about um, the TV miniseries mm. with um, more cowbell? More cowbell. From Saturday Night Live. Christopher who did, Walken. Christopher Walken. Who, what, what about her miniseries with Christopher Walken? I didn't see that. What are you talking about? I don't Sarah know. Plain and Tall. Oh, I didn't know it. Where she's the mail-order bride. I have she's, no... she's a mail-order bride. Really? And he is a farmer in oh, the Dust Bowl. Oh, really? I'd like to see and this. And he has two children. Who is one it? Child, Christopher Walken. What? In Glenn Close? In Glenn Close. How'd I miss this? Oh, it is so good. Sounds like it. It is so good. I love them both. And he is mourning over the death of his wife while he's becoming more and more of an introvert, plus he's got two little children, plus his farm is failing, really? plus everything. And so he decides to go for a mail-order bride because he has no other option. Like yeah. he needs somebody to help him with his kids. Right. And, and she shows up. She is from the shores of Maine. She's mm. never left Maine. And she goes to Kansas wow. in the middle of the Dust Bowl. And she's like, how the heck did I get here? Oh, that's so cool. So it's about her adjusting to a completely different culture, him adjusting to a different culture, them adjusting to each other, her becoming a mother to their children, and then them beginning to love each other. Really? And her beginning to love that community. It is so wonderful. Okay, so it's not on Netflix. It's it's not? No, one of its on Prime. Mm, It was made by PBS or... PBS yeah. tends to keep things proprietary. Although, well, it's wonderful. Sarah Plain and Tall. Mm-hmm. No, I don't, I don't it's see a three-part it. series. Three parts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is wonderful. It's one of my favorite things she's ever done. Oh, fabulous. Okay. Well, happy yeah. birthday to you, Glenn Close. Yeah. Yeah. And good for you. What is the deal with you and being able to actually figure out when how old people are by me mentioning their name? I don't know. I mean, you know, look, I, I don't know. It just, I think it's just luck. You know, I just kind of have. I don't a, think it's luck because you've demonstrated it over and over and over again. I have a, enough general knowledge of the culture and the time frame to make it work. That's all. You know, but look, I blew Clint, Clayton Kershaw. I just, I can't. You really did. I thought he was retired and like it was, you know, on his way to being an old man. No. No, he's 31 and still making tens of millions of dollars and beating the Pirates. Wait, now how about this uh, contract that was signed today? Can, did he sign it? Well, yeah, it's agreed upon. Oh, I didn't know. It was I, I just heard this morning that it was proposed. Right. I didn't hear anything beyond that. Um, 400 and what? $30 million over 12 years. Who is this? Um, um, no, not Bryce Harper. No, because Bryce Harper's already signed for an unbelievable... What's his name? Yeah. Uh, but who? who's making $430 million? I mean, that's crazy. That, that's scary, isn't it? Wouldn't that be scary to be given that gift? Of all that money? Mike Trout. Mike Trout, California yeah. Angels. Twelve years, four hundred and thirty million dollars. Mm-hmm. I read that uh, every time he sh- comes to bat, he will earn sixty-six thousand dollars every time. Seven. What's your contribution? Sixty-seven. Sixty-six. I heard. I heard sixty-seven. Right. Wow! I want to see quibble. you guys fight about That'd it. That'd be nice yeah. to have that. Come on. Okay, so my question is: from the very start. <laughs> From the very start, when baseball players were playing during right out of the depression or whatever, oh were people always saying, "I can't believe you're play you're paying a ball player that much?" Probably, but you know, in the old days and not that long ago, guys worked in the off season, right? Guys worked regular jobs. I mean, Richie Hebner, who was like my childhood idol growing up for the Pirates, he played third base, starting third baseman for the Pirates. In the off season, he worked with his dad in a cemetery. I mean, <laughs> Right, I mean, he, he dug graves. How many of these guys? Look at um, look at Dick Grote. Right, 
Bill Verdon, all those guys from the you know sixties and seventies. Sure. It wasn't until remember when Dave Parker, Dave Parker signed a contract. He became the first million dollar a year ball player. He was vilified, like he was evil incarnate for making that much money. Yeah, see that's the way it's always been. So people are going to complain today about Mike Trout. But all I'm thinking is people have always complained about how much ball players I mean, make. It's a ton of money, but you know you can't blame Mike Trout. It's just the nature of baseball and professional sports. Well, there, are, there needs to be a salary cap in baseball. Yeah, that would be great. I mean, there's got to be a salary there's not cap gonna, in baseball. There will never be. Why is because that? Because the players' union has a different stronghold than the NHL and the NFL does. They just do. I think it's, a, I think it's crazy. I think it is as well because especially a small market, we're left out of the fun all the time. But it's just not going to change. It's not. It's a union situation. Of course, if Mike Trout gets $430 million, that doesn't guarantee that the Angels are going to be a winning team. No. I mean, look, the, the owner of the team, he bought that team less than 10 years ago for $189 million. So that'll tell you something about the economics of baseball. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. There's a big win for the Trump administration on immigration. A divided Supreme Court ruled against a group of immigrants in a case about the government's power to detain them after they've committed crimes but finish their sentences. The immigrants had argued that unless they are picked up immediately, they are entitled to a hearing where they could argue they are no longer a danger. The court essentially ruled that is a misinterpretation of the law and that there is no time limit on when the government can detain them pending a hearing on whether they should be deported. That's correspondent Wally Hines reporting. President Trump says something should be done to make social media companies liable for their content. Speaking at a joint press conference with the president of Brazil, Mr. Trump said we have to do something. He also argued there was discrimination against Republicans on social media platforms. On Wall Street, the down by 27 points. This is SRN News. Nothing changes the appearance of a house like a new front entry door. Energy swings Steve Rennekamp on the best way to raise your curb appeal. What our consultants have the ability to do is actually take a picture of your house and superimpose new entry doors on that. So they can change the color, they can change the style, they can change the glass options. They can do a lot with their computer simulation program so you can actually see how that door is going to look in your house. If you're picking an entry door at a big box store, you don't really know what's going to look like on your house till you get there. With the way we do it, you can actually see that door on your house and make any changes you want to before you decide to buy. Wintertime's a good time to do this because you beat the price increases that are coming next year. The other nice thing is with all of our doors, we supply a free ring doorbell. Right now, take an extra $250 off any new entry door over and above any current offers, plus a free ring doorbell with your purchase for word listeners only. Learn more at energyswingwindows.com. Congratulations, your new Wix website has gone live. Now, if only you can master all the tips and tricks to really make it sing. Your Wix design expert, Ruth Ann Bowen, invites you to a special Wix workshop, Saturday, March 23rd in Gibsonia, 10 to 1 at the Northern Tier Library in the Richland Center. Learn how to elevate your design, write quality content, boost your SEO, plus easy editor hacks to simplify your life. A small investment with big returns for your online presence. Reserve your ticket now at thebowenagency.com on April 5th. 
Don't Miss the Best of Enemies, starring Academy Award nominee Taraji P. Henson. I play Ann Atwater, a civil rights activist who was able to approach hate with love. And Academy Award winner Sam Rockwell. All the better if you don't get in my way. Well, I'm going to get in your way. If you change one heart, you can change the world. I have a Bible. And you ought to know, same God made you, made me. The Best of Enemies, based on the untold true story. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. In theaters April 5th. Today's world craves leaders. Leaders with vision, moral character, and independent thinking. Leaders aren't born, they're made. And since 1986, Rama Christian School in Moon has laid the foundation that makes leaders. Through academic and extracurricular activities designed to be as instructional as they are competitive. Through mission and service opportunities, arts and athletics. An independent school where pre-K through 8th grade students are formed to become the independent leaders of tomorrow. Schedule a tour at RamaChristianSchool.org. Hi, I'm Mike Ditcher. On the field, they called me Iron Mike. But some days, even Iron Mike can feel a little rusty. So I turned to Blue Emu. Blue Emu's non-greasy, deep-penetrating formula gets down deep for big-time comfort. And more importantly, it doesn't leave me smelling like a locker room. Now, do you excuse me? I have some yelling to do. You hit like old men. Blue Emu. It works fast, and you won't stink. Moonlit tonight and cold for March again with a low 29. Tomorrow, sun will fade behind clouds, but the afternoon looks to be fairly nice. A little milder with the high 54. More night cloudy skies. Rain will start after midnight in the low 38. We'll see more rain at times Thursday, especially early. Chillier with the high 49. Colder Friday, cloudy with some rain and snow showers. High just 42. I'm Aki with a meteorologist, Frank Strait, on 101.5 Word FM. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along today. Holy smokes. We have a cup of coffee there during the break and uh, excited to be here with you. I'm telling you, we just wish the show was four hours well, <laughs> instead of two today. <laughs> Listen, it's the last day of winter. If you're going to oh. be excited, this is the day to be excited. Not that there's going to be, you know, there'll be cold weather, but still, we have crossed the line here. Oh, my gosh. And look, it's five after five, and the sun is shining I in the sky. I can't wait for the three of us to be at PNC Park, oh. just sitting there soaking in sunshine. A summer night. I was talking oh. to uh, David, who works here at the station. He goes, you know, I'm not really a baseball fan, but he said, I, I do like to sit there on a summer evening. Yeah. That's how it started for me, too. Yeah. And it sucks you in because it's the greatest sport. It is the greatest sport. The Although, you know, like sport. Mike would disagree. He's a, he's a hockey fan, you know, true and true. It's a good sport. It's not the greatest sport. I think it's the greatest sport. But, I do. You know, is ho- hockey you think is the greatest sport, Mike? Yes. Okay. Hockey's super exciting. I think you can't deny that. I would, you know, for most of my life, I would have put football at the very top of the list. I would have put hockey second and baseball not even like in the conversation. Below. And lac- then lacrosse. I met John, and he sucked me in to baseball, and now I tr- I just love baseball, and the NFL is losing me. Yeah. It's just getting for a lot of reasons. It's getting a lot of ridiculous. It's getting the 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 stupidity of the way they they call a game, and just I'm not saying that the people who are calling games are stupid, but I'm saying that the way the that the league is deciding on these things, especially what calls are reviewable and which aren't, is ruining football. Yeah, well, it's it, ruining football. Here's the beauty of baseball: when you go and watch eight year olds play, or you watch guys in college play. 
it's the same game. And this, you know, even though the skill level's diminished, there's something to be excited about. I mean, I'm sure that's the same with, you know, peewee hockey, when you see those young kids out there playing hockey. I, that, that transcends it. I mean, it makes the sport so beautiful. So there are guys across the street here mm-hmm. from, for Point Park University playing some ball. I mean, I just, I'm just happy to walk across there and watch an inning. Wasn't it great the other night at the pen, uh, during the Pens game to hear when they the, lost? I was trying to forget the end of the game, okay. John. Um, the two ends of the game, both of which were horrible, regulation and overtime. No, when they were talking about Sidney Crosby and how much money and time he's invested in encouraging kids to love hockey. Yeah. 11,000 yeah. kids have been through the programs that he has sponsored. No kidding. 11,000 kids have been through the Are those programs, programs just locally? Are they nationally no, or in I Canada as well? Yeah, I think they're in Canada Some too. Of, yeah, they're in Canada as well. And and not only that, Kathy, he, uh, he donates – a lot of the equipment to the kids. Yeah. And so the kids get free hockey bags. And I don't know if you know anything about hockey. Oh, my gosh. Man, oh, my gosh. For what? For oh my. a stick itself is. What? 80, can, 80 bucks? 150 oh, bucks? No, no, no. At least $230 or above for, what? A, for a nice hockey stick. Holy for a smokes. nice hockey stick. Really? Did you play street hockey? You ever do that, Mike? Oh, yeah. I played oh, street. Yeah. Played roller hockey. Played ice hockey. I had to quit when I was 16 because I broke four of my ribs. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty mm-hmm. much my mm-hmm. uh, end of my ice. Um, career and then i started to play, started to play roller hockey roller is that like a with roller blades oh yeah. okay but ice hockey i'd rather play ice hockey than roller hockey it's just yeah i'm sure it's super fast oh my gosh i love it it's fast yeah was no. malkin breaking a 230 dollars stick the other night uh, two, probably, yeah. two games ago when he was like losing his mind and Mm-hmm. Smashing it to Just bits. Just wondered how much that cost. Yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, tonight, uh, let's go Pens versus Carolina in Carolina. Okay, This please. is an important game. They're all important Because Carolina's now. still in it. Right. I mean, the, it's not, the Pens are going to make the playoffs well, the Flyers, point, because Montreal a... fell off. But uh. Anyway, I'm excited about the Pens tonight. But it's also National Let's Laugh Day. Okay. Okay? So we're talking about people that make us laugh, things that make us laugh, shows, movies that make us laugh. Thank goodness for humor. Oh, right? my gosh. God and his infinite wisdom. Put that at the top of our list because if you didn't laugh, holy smokes, you'd fall off a cliff daily, right? Okay, so who are some of the people? We talked a little bit about this during the five o'clock or four o'clock hour. Uh, people that you know, you go that guy. Whenever you see like that person or that woman, you think, when I see that person, I know I'm going to laugh, mm-hmm. right? And I don't know who that is, right? Like um, John Mulaney. John, you know, One John Mulaney is He's um, new. He is new. He his brand of humor. I mean, I saw a special on Netflix. Decidedly. I would say 98% clean. Yeah, pretty clean. Right? The newer one at Radio City isn't as clean. Okay. But, I mean, you know, what? Well, Jim Gaffigan wasn't on that list. The list that we talked about during the 4 o'clock hour. Yeah. Well, it's surprising. Because I think he's very funny. Yeah, I think Jim Gaffigan's funny as well. Look, I think there's something to be said about uh, comedians. And this, you know, this is not some weird bias. It's harder to be a clean comedian than it is to be mm-hmm. a dirty comedian. There's, I don't think there's any way around that. Because you, it's, you know, I've, you've, have you ever been to comedy clubs? Have you, last time I was in a comedy club, the, the somebody used to work here, and she was a stand-up, and so she invited me to see her set. I went to a comedy club down at the, the waterfront. I mean, it was one just lousy f bomb after another, and it got bad, cheap laughs. Right. And then my friend stood up, and she did a clean set. Now she was funny. She wasn't, you know, crazy funny, like professional, out-of-this-world funny. But because it was a totally clean set, the audience had to settle down and, and, and watch her work. Mrs. Maisel, 
Mm-hmm. Have you seen that Netflix series? Sure, I watched the whole first season. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I right? loved the show. I didn't think the stand-up was funny at all. Not funny at all. And the weird thing is, in Mrs. Maisel, she's this prim and proper, you know, Upper East Side, you know, New York woman in the 50s and early 60s. And then all of a sudden she gets on stage and she's like kind of filthy. Mm-hmm. And you think, well, it took the air out of the room. Right. I don't know. Clean comedy is excellent. When, Hard uh, to do. When Jerry Seinfeld, I think he might be talking to Norm MacDonald. Can't remember who it was, which episode of Comedians in Cars, but Jerry said, I believe that cursing in comedy has ruined it. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. He it's said, just he's a cheap it. crutch. He's, he said, because it's a crutch and people use it at the because they're not being funny. That's why it happens. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Also, what they say about people that swear continuously that, you know, it, it's just a filler. Right? right. That's a crutch as well. Okay. So, um, okay. Know. So, so thinking about films that are funny. When you think about films that have made you laugh, well, now look, uh, now top get, of your list, this new phase of films are not semi new. Look, when I watch Will Ferrell, mm-hmm. super <laughs> duper, <laughs> way to go, neato, gang. I mean, Will Ferrell's in some of the. I mean, uh, who doesn't love Elf? Oh my gosh! Right, he's in some of the funniest films that have been produced in the last fifteen years, mm-hmm. easily. But often in Will Ferrell movies, there's nothing you, you cross, want to watch with your kids. No, you cross the line. I mean, Talladega Nights. You know that, that's a very funny film. The Brothers film, Two Brothers. I mean, so Step Brothers. Step Very funny film. Anchorman. But, Anchorman. Yeah, hilarious. It's a mix, and you know you can't watch it with a kid. You no. just right. can't. Right. No. Well, When Harry Met Sally is one of my favorite films. You're not watching that with a kid. No, you're not. And look how old that is. Right. You know, that's, that's that's 25 years old. Yeah. You're not watching that. Uh, Princess Bride. Oh, I love that. No, film. you're watching that with your kids. Oh, definitely. I mean, that is a sweet, funny, funny movie. Yeah. How um, about uh, Stripes? Bill Murray and Stripes. Mm-hmm. That's a funny film as well. Yeah. When that, our that's ki- rated R. Uh, yeah, it is rated R. Planes, yeah. Trains, and Automobiles is not rated R. No, oh, maybe. Oh, it, yeah, it is. Definitely rated R. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why, because, yeah. because of the scene at the, uh, at the uh, car <laughs> rental counter. <laughs> okay, so but, but, uh, think yeah, back yeah. when your kids were little. What films were you watching or, you know, what what were you watching with your, when our kids were little, we were watching the classics. We were watching Buster Keaton, Charlie Chaplin, the Marx Brothers, Dick Van Dyke, Laurel and Hardy, Dick Van Dyke. We were watching that old stuff Mm -hmm. that is like the, the bedrock of what it is to be funny. And that stuff still is funny today. You know what? That's the thing is that drama changes over the years. The style. Right. So when you see like the silent movies. That are like super dramatic. Right. Do you know what I mean? Amplified Where, right. in some way. It's so ridiculous. It's like there's such a cheese factor there. Right. But something that's funny in you know 1900 is funny now. Right. Comedy doesn't change like drama changes. Yeah, I, I agree because comedy doesn't have, in some ways it does, but generally, comedy doesn't have cultural boundaries like you know drama does. When you know if if you were in a theater and you played, you know Buster Keaton's The General. I guarantee you, it wouldn't matter if you were from Albania or if you were from McKee's Rocks, you would laugh. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter if it's the film is 1920 or 20, you know, 2020, you're still going to laugh. There's just something inherent about the genius of comedy and those who are able to craft it. Coming to America. Eddie Murphy, yep. Arsenio Hall. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Samuel sure, Jackson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a very funny film. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Funny film as well. I mean, Eddie Murphy at a zenith. Who, who could be funnier than Eddie Murphy? I mean, just, Home Alone. Uh, okay. I never saw it. Okay. I never saw it. Is that funny? It's funny, yeah. It, it, the premise is, at the time, the premise was very unique. Joe, Joe Pesci. You never saw Home Alone? No. Oh, my gosh. I know. I'm sorry. You need to see Home Alone. It's a good film. Pink Panther. 
Oh, the Peter Sellers films. Very funny. Clouseau, really, really funny guy. Again, Peter Sellers sort of transcends, right? But what I, you know, yeah. Excellent. Big. Big. Great movie. Tom Hanks. Mm -hmm. Shrek? Uh, Okay. I mean, it's great for little kids. there's There's some humor in there, sure. Spinal Tap. Yeah. To me... That's top of the list. Spinal any of very, those, very any of those films. Because if you, you know, if you grew up in a certain era and you knew rock and roll bands and the touring and the ridiculousness, any of those Christopher Guest films, whether it's Spinal Tap or it's uh, Best in Show, Best in Show. What's the one about community theater uh, when he's Corky, Corky St. Clair? Yeah, yeah. Corky uh, St. Clair. I forget. Uh, oh, I can't believe I can't think of what I it's know. called. Very funny movie. Yeah. Um, and then there's one about uh, the one about folk music. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mighty Wind. Mighty Wind. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and you know, the thing about those movies are, just like Saturday Night Live or in its prime, SCTV, which is the best ensemble comedy sketch show I think ever produced, that group of people in A Mighty Wind or, you know... The that's same a, guys. That's ensemble. Right. Yeah, it you is. work with yep. the same guys. Look, uh, they've been doing this thing up at the University of Pittsburgh in the uh, in the Henry Heyman Theater or the theater downstairs for decades when I was a student. So that's been going on for a long time, where a bunch of people get together and they do improvisational comedy. And you know, there's certain parameters on there. You know, some of, the, it, of course it blends so, over. So, like, whose line is it anyway? Type of thing. Yeah, exactly. That sort of stuff. You see quick minds working quickly, and more often than not, it's just a blast. Especially and people if you're brave who are really up. good at that are shocking. Yeah. I mean, whose line? Did you watch that when it was on? No, I, I you didn't. You never did. Not really. Mike. You would love it. Wayne Brady. Oh, my god. In my opinion, Wayne Brady steals the show. No kidding. Colin Mockery. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Ryan. I, I've Ryan seen Styles. promos for Ryan Styles. Yeah. I mean, oh, you'd love it, John. Super oh, I great. can't believe you never. It's just, it's. We it's still hysterical. watch it. Do you, though? It, yeah. It was at its zenith, I would say, maybe 15 years ago. Yeah. Oh, it used okay. to be on right. ABC Family every Every yeah. weekday at 9. Very nice. Okay, let's take a break, come back. Oh, we're going to go from comedy to death. Okay, good. Because right. it's the ride home with John and Kathy. <laughs> you never know what's around the corner. So stay with us. Pastor Steve Benzer is going to talk to us about imminent death as a way of clarifying your theology. That's next. 101.5 WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. How can you live a victorious Christian life? Adrian Rogers said it all starts at the cross. You're going to learn that Calvary was not only Earth's greatest tragedy, but it was God's greatest triumph. Listen to Adrian Rogers and learn how to have victory in Jesus. This month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. Why get stuck with a Medicare plan that leaves you at a disadvantage? Medicare open enrollment season has been extended through March 31st. So take advantage of your final opportunity this year to make a one-time switch to real Medicare coverage that includes traditional Medicare Part B and the Part D prescription drug plan. The team at Marley Financial knows Medicare is confusing. They know you've got questions, and their team of experts can guide you through all of the options available so you can make the best choice possible. A comprehensive Medicare plan that lets you access any doctor or hospital you want without a referral with lower deductibles and co-pays little to none. A Medicare plan that's focused not just on cost, but on quality. So don't get stuck paying thousands in out-of-pocket expenses. Call Marley Financial today at 724-884-1496. Remember your deadline, March 31st. Find them online, marleyfg.com. Jen had a very busy day today, really busy. 
First, she dropped her kids off at daycare. Then she had a few minutes before yoga class for a coffee. Small latte, please. And then she saved a few lives. Nurse, two units, O negative. One, an injured child. Another, a cardiac patient. And then, a premature baby. All because Jen logged on to bloodsciencefoundation.org and made a financial donation. There, done. You see, local blood donors provide only about half of what is needed to treat patients. The other half has to be purchased and relies on financial donations from people like you and Jen. Ooh, cake pops. So, what have you done today? To make a financial donation that saves lives, visit bloodsciencefoundation.org. Blood Science Foundation, giving from the heart. Robinson Township Christian School celebrates a 40-year legacy of producing college-bound, lifelong learners whose lives are marked by wisdom, knowledge, and a compassion for others. At the airport area's only K-12 classical Christian school, students grow to love learning, think deeply, and communicate effectively from a biblical foundation. Robinson Township Christian School, now enrolling preschool through 12th grade at rtcsonline.org. Dentistry isn't what it used to be. It's really come a long way. Stock Family Dentistry's Dr. Megan Stock. The pain management techniques, the comfort that we can offer now really make it a much more pleasant experience. We have a great team. They really help to put a patient at ease. Dentistry, in my opinion, shouldn't be a fear-inducing experience. And it really, I think, goes a long way for patients when I'm able to develop that one-on-one relationship with them. On Perry Highway and at StockFamilyDentistry.com. When people are in the stages of end of life, of course, it's a new frontier and everything changes. And so for someone who would not be open to hear the gospel, uh, certainly much more willing, I think, than they were in the prime of their life. Pastor Steve Benzer is with us. Pastor Benzer is a senior pastor at Houston Northwest Church in Houston, Texas. We saw a piece that, um, a thread that Pastor wrote on Twitter a, a month or so back, and uh, here to talk to us about that. Pastor, welcome to the show. How are you today? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, our pleasure. So uh, talk to us uh, about these, this end of life and this Twitter feed you just wrote. I mean, it was a month or so ago. I happened to sort of see it, you know, in, in my daily readings on Twitter. It, it was very... Um, well, it was beautiful and to the point. And obviously you had just gone through a season or had been shepherding someone who had been dying. Do you remember this? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, in this particular case, uh, this was a, a, a woman in our congregation who had been placed on dialysis and uh, due to a variety of circumstances had decided to forego the dialysis treatment and so was simply waiting on her body to shut down and was in the process of going through dying and was in that moment of really approaching the next phase of her existence coming before the Lord. And so she was just really contemplating that and her husband was there with her and they were just really experiencing a, just an outpouring of God's grace in the middle of that time. And so they wanted to just really express that. And so I got to sit with them and watch and have a front row seat as they were really just seeing how wonderful God was in the last moments. Hmm. So how, how do you see your role in that circumstance? 
Yeah, so, you know, whenever someone is about to pass away, I think that my job is to make certain that they have had an opportunity to certainly understand their faith in Christ. If someone is about to pass away and they have yet to place their faith in Jesus, that's the time to be able to do that. Uh, and if they have already placed their faith in Jesus to uh, reach some kind of closure, uh, you want to make certain that they have the ability to uh, make certain that they've had uh, made amends with people that they may have had confrontations or conflicts with. You want to make sure that if there are some people that they need to say something important to, that they take the time to do that. If there's some sort of spiritual matter in their life that hasn't had closure, they need to ask for forgiveness or see if someone will um, – that they can, I'm sorry, that they can ask them for forgiveness or that they can forgive them. Those are, those are the sorts of things that are necessary for people to really feel that they can go and be with the Lord and do so in a way that's healthy. Right. Pastor, I've said this before on air, so uh, listeners may have heard this, but my father passed away when I was a young man. I was in my early 20s. And, mm-hmm. and I did not have the emotional or uh, whatever strength it was to confront him, the, the two of us would have a conversation. I, I basically just ignored it. And I, I, it grieves me almost every day of my life when I think about my father that I wasn't able to be faithful to him in those dying days of his life. Now, when my mother passed away decades later, I made a point of being extremely present and, and very faithful in that conversation. But, but what is it? I mean, I, I look back as a man, it was just my immaturity in many ways, but there are many people like myself who just cannot and will not look at the certainty of death, especially as a Christian believer, and embrace that. There's just too many psychological things in the way that allow me to, or other people to do that. Yeah, you're so right. You're so right. I think that for whatever reason, as death approaches, there is a, a piece of the gospel because Individuals know that they will have an opportunity to see loved ones one day whenever they're reunited in heaven to lead them to procrastinate having the conversations that they need to have. And I think that that's in direct contradiction to what the New Testament tells us to do. Jesus tells us to forgive. Jesus tells us to make peace. Jesus tells us to reconcile. And I think the reason for that is pretty obvious. Whenever we have healthy relationships with those that are on uh, planet Earth with us, then that really helps us to have a better relationship with our Heavenly Father, to understand the gospel more completely. But for some reason, as death approaches, and we're, we're in that awkward moment, that painful moment with someone either who we love or we've had you know, maybe a disagreement or a conflict with, then for some reason, it's very easy for us to think, you know, I'll deal with this on the other side, or I'll just not worry about it because once they're gone, then it'll be over. And that's really not the case because once that individual passes away, if we haven't made amends, if we haven't come to peace with our earthly relationship with them, then we are left having all kinds of regrets and we have this sort of baggage that we carry around that is really just difficult for us to to overcome. Mm -hmm. So from your perspective as someone who has been at many bedsides, um, Talk about some things that you've seen. You, you, you tweeted at one point that you have seen um, the dying have visions of loved ones. Yes. So that's, that's actually a little more common than I even realized. Really? Um, I, uh, I did a little research um, after uh, I, I tweeted that thread because a few folks talked to me. There was one study that uh, someone who worked in an assisted living center uh, Conducted, and they discovered that the majority of the patients in this 
uh, assisted living centers, they approach death, would actually have visions of loved ones. And I don't know if this corresponded to faith or to believers, and the person who conducted the study was not a believer, so he wasn't looking for that. But he was just fascinated that in the hospice situation, on a regular basis, individuals would see loved ones. And I know that as my own grandfather passed away and I was at his bedside, he uh, began to say that he could see his mother there. Um, And we see on a regular basis that folks who are, are passing away will have visions of loved ones. I think that that ties in directly with really what we see in Scripture, because we do know that in Scripture those who are in Christ are, uh, are, are present, and it would make sense to me that God might send someone who we recognize to help usher us into the presence of the Lord. Um, but I, I think that that's interesting that as I've had the opportunity to be with folks in those last moments, that it's not uncommon and I think that that, to me at least, is something I point people towards to say, if people are seeing loved ones, if they're having kind of these visions, then that lets you know that something very real, something very powerful is happening, transpiring in that moment. And if if I see that on a regular basis, I want to encourage you to say that the afterlife is real, heaven is real, and if heaven is real, then I believe that hell is also real. And so you should use that as a moment to convince yourself to to come to grips with who Jesus is and to turn to turn to him in faith. Amen to that. I mean, there's something that's unmistakably incredibly powerful and beautiful. I mean, if you're fortunate to be at the birth of your children and to see the miracle of life come into mm-hmm. the world and then whatever you see like you are, pastor, your congregants or your friends, or my parents, you know, siblings at that moment when they pass away. It's shocking, and I've seen this multiple times, that there is, there is someone there before you, and you share so much. And then in the blink of an eye, they're gone. I mean, it's mm. just... It's undescribable, and I, I, it's a miracle of, of breadth and depth that I, I just, you know, poetically can't encapsulate the power and the intensity of that. Uh, I can only think, you know, the, the power of God in our lives. So you, you yourself in, in a vaunted position in many ways to be able to lead people and sit with people and to be a, a principle of peace in those moments. You know, I appreciate what you're saying, and I agree entirely. I think that um, the end of life for many of us is very, very painful. And if you are someone who's not a person of faith, uh, it can be frightening. But if you are someone who is a person of faith and you are approaching death and you're surrounded by people who are people of faith, uh, you will see prayer. You will see singing. You will see peace. You will see tears, yes, but... It's more of uh, a peaceful goodbye. You will see this moment where people are coming to grips with the fact that this person they love is now being entrusted to a loving father, that they can care uh, deeply while they are separated, but they can also be at peace knowing that God has this individual in his loving care. And to contrast that, then, uh, part of my job also means that sometimes I'm with people who... um, Maybe the the one who's passing away is a believer, but the the family members, for whatever reason, never came to faith. Or the one passing away never came to faith, and the ones around are maybe believers or or maybe thinking about becoming people of faith. When you're in those situations, the responses are so different. I mean, it's, it's a marked contrast 
to watch the grieving process of someone who has no faith that life continues after we draw our last breath on this side of heaven. I bet. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, as a pastor, I'm sure that you've been put in this position numerous times where there have been people that you know that you've asked to conduct their, their ceremony, their funeral ceremony, and with no belief in Christ at all, I mean, that's as hollow as an empty jar. It's, it, is, it is very, very difficult. Uh, whenever you stand up to do a funeral for someone who's a believer, you can really give a lot of assurance and talk about reunification and being with them again one day. Uh, but whenever it's a funeral for someone who's not a believer, you end up talking a lot about the promise of the gospel and the promise of eternal life. But you can't really give those promises for the person who's passed away. So no. you can't give that assurance that people are looking for. And a heartbreak for those people mm-hmm. and for their families. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, with just a couple minutes left, uh, in fact, one minute left, um, talk to us about people who are afraid of either dying or of being present with someone who is. Believers or not, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think that the, the great news that the Scripture gives us, that these words have been written that you might know that you might have eternal life. So uh, we can know that even while the experience of death might be painful or difficult, we have the promise of eternal life. So that's good news for those of us who are facing death one day. And then I think for those who are losing a loved one, we can know that if they've been entrusted to Christ, that they will be in good hands, and that same God will love us this side of heaven, and we can be in good hands as well. So we might feel afraid, but we can release that fear and trust God. Amen to that. Well, Pastor, as much as uh, humanly possible that you can enjoy a conversation about death, we've enjoyed it. So thank you. Thank you guys for having me on. I really appreciate it. Our pleasure. Dr. Stephen Benzer, Senior Pastor at Houston Northwest Church in Houston, Texas. It's so nice now that the kids are asleep. Cheers. We got the kids, our house, a stable income. Checking off all the boxes. But there's one box we haven't checked off. What's that? Life insurance. We don't need to think about that now. We're young. That's why now is the best time. Life insurance gets more expensive the older you get. But I don't have time to do a blood test. It's such a hassle to meet with someone just to get a quote. Not with Ethos. Ethos? It's a modern kind of life insurance. You just answer four quick questions at getethos.com and get a free instant quote. No pushy salespeople. And no medical exams required for policies covering under a million dollars. You can apply online in just 10 minutes. 10 minutes? Let's do it. Hmm. But then what will we do for the rest of the night? I'm sure we can think of something. (laughs) Get your free instant quote and submit your complete application in minutes. Just go to getethos.com. That's E-T-H-O-S. Getethos.com. Getethos.com. Hi, it's me, Marsha, at the Springhouse. Did you know Easter's springing up on us? And quickly, too. Do you know what that means at the Springhouse? Well, first of all, it means you can enjoy the freshest, tastiest fried or baked cod every Friday night on the farm. It also means it's time to call and order your Springhouse Easter goodies. Our hickory smoked hams are extra special. We use only real hickory wood from the farm to slowly smoke these old-fashioned treats to perfection. Order a whole or half, and we'll send along cooking instructions, too. 
Mmm, how about Springhouse scalloped potatoes and homemade applesauce to go with that ham? Finish off your meal with a from-scratch Springhouse coconut cream pie or custard pie or a chocolate log cake. Oh, and you can even decorate your table with our adorable bunny breads and eat them too. Easter also means our annual Springhouse Easter egg hunt and Palm Sunday feast. Check us out at springhousemarket.com for all the details. Celebrate this most joyous holiday at the Springhouse in 84 Pennsylvania. World Vision presents Big Daddy Weave's Alive Tour. Join Big Daddy Weave in concert as we celebrate coming to life in Christ. The Alive Tour with Big Daddy Weave. Details at BigDaddyWeave.com. Big Daddy Weave, live at Geneva College Metheny Fieldhouse, March 22nd. Tickets and info at TransparentProductions.com. TransparentProductions.com. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville has everything you need to protect your car or truck all winter long. Say goodbye to winter grind with an extreme detailing to help preserve the life and look of your vehicle. Got a new car? Protect your investment with TST Rust Remedy, the most effective rust control system you'll find anywhere. And spray-on bullet bed liners offer extreme protection tested in the most extreme conditions known to man. Call the Extreme Team now at 412-257-1006 or visit ExtremeTruck.net. 412-257-1006, ExtremeTruck.net. Munda tonight and cold for March again with a low 29. Tomorrow, sun will fade behind clouds, but the afternoon looks to be fairly nice. A little louder with the high 54. Tomorrow night, cloudy skies. Rain will start after midnight in the low 38. We'll see more rain at times Thursday, especially early. Chillier with the high 49. Colder Friday, cloudy with some rain and snow showers. High just 42. I'm Mackie with a meteorologist, Frank Strait, on 101.5 Word FM. Remember a time when you could walk into National Record Mart or your favorite neighborhood record store and mm-hmm. do this, do the fingers right. with the walking and flip through one album after another. One CD after another. Seemingly for hours and hours. And then, of course, they're playing some cool music, which you may or may not recognize over the speakers in the store. There was maybe a, a magazine section of music magazines. Um, I mean, just a, a whole completely different immersive experience. Yep, than you ever can find now. There is a record store on Babcock Boulevard in the North Hills. I forget its name. Yeah. And I would love to give them a plug, but I, it's hard to give them a plug if I can't think of their name. There are very few record stores. It's like an old-time record store. Really? Only it's all vinyl. Well, that's the only way the record stores are. So, I mean, of course, when you say record, of course, you, you it's, think it's if vinyl. If someone knows the name of this place, I'm trying to think of on Babcock right by the... Uh, Jerry's Records? It's not Jerry's. Not Jerry's. No. Jerry's it's, is in Squirrel Hill. Right. And which there's I, one in Millville yay, also. Curl Noise? Or what, what is it? Curl Noise? No. Rather Ripped Records? No. Hmm. You're looking at local record stops. Yeah. Record if anyone shops. knows this store, it's right by the uh, Nice Miniature Golf Place on Babcock Boulevard. Oh, really? I know, give me a I know call Nice Miniature Golf Give place. us a call at, for, at uh, 800-320-8255 and let us know what the name of it is. For years, I used to go to Jim's Records in Bloomfield, right on Liberty Avenue. Right. Uh, Music to my ear? Mm, I don't know. That can't be it. I think I would remember that. Yeah. So anyway, uh, there's an article in uh, today's PG, Scott Mervis, who we love. Scott Mervis has been on the music scene as a reviewer and just a music aficionado for decades. He, he, he tells a story about uh, a guy whose name's uh, Josh Cosby, C-O-Z-B-Y. 
And uh, Josh Cosby's got a record store. Uh, it's called, I love the name, Government Center. It's a new shop on East Ohio Street on the north side. This guy, uh, Josh Cosby, he came in uh, from way across the country. Um, came in from Portland, and he decided uh, him and his wife and his kids were going to bring a record store to the city of Pittsburgh. Um, his buddy, who lives in Brooklyn, is married to a woman from Pittsburgh. And I, I don't know how you do this. I don't know how you make a living like this. And they were looking around at cities that he had this collection. I think he's got over 3,000 uh, vinyl albums. And Is it just vinyl or is he doing vinyl no, and it's CDs? Just, just, just vinyl. vinyl. And it's his first time ever that he's had a retail operation. So they bumped around the country and then they came to Pittsburgh three years ago for a visit. And they said, yeah, this is our place. And so now just in the past month or so, they've set up shop. Which is super cool. I mean, it's a really brutal business, as you might imagine. It was it was hard a long time ago. Right. Uh, it's even harder today. Yeah, but for people who love vinyl, they'll find you. Yeah. I just got a confirmation on the phone on a phone call. It yeah. is called music to my ears. It is called music. Okay. Really? Then I apologize for not recognizing right. it the oh, first so, time you brought it so up. So look Mike. at that. That's nice. That's their website. Oh yeah, music that's to my it. Ears. That's the place. Have you been there? Yeah. Oh yeah, I've been in there several times. So they're sh- they're selling uh, turntables and whatnot. Yeah, equipment. and you can li- it's uh they have a listening you know a room. Room there, too. Really? Now, you know, I love Jerry's. Music to my ears. Thank you, Mike. Yeah. Appreciate whoever the listener is who called to tell me that I didn't know what I was talking about. If you haven't done this with your kids, you know, go to a record store and just, you know, hang out. It's the best time. Right. I got a kid who's like, you know, an audiophile. Your dad. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing like a, a vinyl. No, there really isn't. You think that there's no difference between vinyl and CD. It's like day and night. Right. That's before you actually sit down and listen to a system. And that plays vinyl, and it'll blow your mind. It surely will. The first time, when I was a kid, I, and I, I was saving my money like crazy, and uh, I went to, uh, what's the place? It was in East Liberty. It was like an audiophile place. You know, I forget what it was called. Um, and I bought my first serious stereo, and I brought it home, and it was basic. Opus oh. One wasn't East Liberty. No, no that Opus was downtown. Was, yeah. And Oakland. Yeah. Forbes Avenue. No, this was this was in East Liberty. And anyway, so I, I bought like, you know, a receiver, a turntable, and what I considered at the time two good speakers. Now this was probably like nineteen seventy three. I think I spent the grand total of seven hundred and fifty dollars mm. in seventy three. Yeah. That was a lot of money. And I you know, I was a kid. So I went at the time my bedroom was in the basement and I set it up and I'm thinking, I'm gonna get some backlash, I know, because I want to crank this thing. So my first stop I put on some vinyl of Frank Sinatra, and I invited my dad to come down. He sat in a chair in my bedroom, and we cranked it. He just about lifted up off the, off the, off the chair. He was so excited. From that time forward, I could play music as loud as I wanted to because he knew I was going to cover him with Frank Sinatra. That was good strategy on your <laughs> I part. I thought so as well, yeah. Nice job. Anyway, yeah, uh, a new record store here in the city of Pittsburgh. Yeah, Congratulations. Right. Well, best of luck. Yeah. Take a break, come back, stick around. Uh, we get a little chunk ahead. It's the ride home here with John and Kathy on Word FM. What are we talking about? Oh, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, and the law campus at Harvard University. All right, heaven help us. WORD. From start to finish, the Bible is the story of God's kingdom coming to the world. This week, Alistair Begg explains that it has already come in the person of Jesus and how it will one day be perfected. 
Listen Monday through Friday to Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Tomorrow morning at 6 on 101.5 WORD. You watch what you eat. You're hitting the gym. You're doing your best to live a healthy life. But did you know that a bad night's sleep and a bad mattress can have a big impact on your health? Here at the Original Mattress Factory, our hand-built mattresses made of the highest quality materials provide the comfort and support needed to provide healthy sleep for years to come. To learn more about how the right mattress can help you achieve healthy sleep habits, visit OriginalMattress.com or stop by an Original Mattress Factory store near you. The gimmicks, the flashy sales, and the big markups. Mattress stores have made the mattress shopping experience confusing on purpose. Ron Trzinski started the original mattress factory to create a better way. He raised the bar on quality, offered hand-built mattresses for a fraction of the cost, and ditched the high-pressure sales tactics, all to create a better mattress buying experience for you. You could say he was the original disruptor. Stop by an original mattress factory store or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. This Easter, celebrate the life of Christ as you break bread with family and friends and leave the cooking to Bistro to Go on the North Side with simply delicious gourmet creations sure to make your event memorable. Like brown sugar baked ham with pineapple sauce, maple glazed turkey with gravy, Bistro pecan sweet potato casserole, whole chocolate mousse cake, and so much more for intimate gatherings to grand events. All reasonably priced for pickup and ready to serve. Order now at bistroandcompany.com. Looking for a challenging hands-on education? One that fosters curiosity, builds confidence, and cultivates a biblical worldview? Look closer at Jubilee Christian School in Mount Lebanon. I'm Principal April Eisman. Jubilee nurtures young minds through an award-winning integrated curriculum, monthly educational field trips, and special programs like art, Kathy's music, drama, snapology, and more. An affordable education with generous financial aid. Jubilee Christian School. Imagine. Believe. Achieve. At jubileecs.org. This is Chris Abernethy of Abernethy and Hagerman. You don't want the government deciding what happens to your estate or how much they will take. At Abernethy and Hagerman, estate administration is the heart and soul of our practice. We have the experience to help not only plan, but administer your estate properly to protect your assets, minimize taxes, and ensure that your inheritance gets to the ones you love. Decide for yourself. Abernethy and Hagerman. Legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law. For King and Country, burn the ships World Tour 2019. March 29th in Indiana at Kovalchik Center. Spend an evening up close and personal with Joel and Lou for King and Country. Tickets are on sale now. Also featuring Josh Baldwin. A night featuring the songs that have encouraged you and brand new songs from their album, Burn the Ships. March 29th at Kovalchik Center. More details and tickets are available now at forkingandcountry.com. Harvey Weinstein's case is uh, still being adjudicated. It hasn't even actually begun its courtroom portion yet. Wait, have, have there been charges filed mm-hmm. against yeah, Harvey Weinstein? Yeah, there have been charges filed, yeah, okay. but the... the um, the case hasn't gone to court yet. And um, he's added someone new to his defense team. Uh, Ronald Sullivan uh, joined earlier this year. Ronald Sullivan is going to be defending Harvey Weinstein, but also he is a law professor at Harvard University. Mm. Now, um, some undergraduates, after they heard about Ronald Sul- Sullivan signing on to defend Harvey Weinstein, have complained um, that his decision to represent Mr. Weinstein, who's charged with rape in New York, puts them at risk. 
Harvard students are yes. saying this? Well, they're at risk. Why? Well, because he's defending someone who's accused of rape. That's how the legal process works. By taking the complaint seriously, and I'm reading an article from the Wall Street Journal by Heather McDonald. Uh, well, I won't even say – let me start at the beginning. Okay. I mean, Student know, backlash, John, was, could, a, was immediate when the New York Post reported in uh, late January that Mr. Sullivan would be representing Harvey Weinstein. A visual and environmental studies major started an online petition to remove Professor Sullivan from his position as faculty dean of Winthrop House. What? Yes. Wait, mm-hmm. wait, wait, wait. What's her major? Yeah, she is an environ- a visual and environmental studies major. <laughs> At Harvard. Mm-hmm. What's it costing her? About 60 grand a year. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Good luck yeah. with that. But she started this petition to remove him as faculty dean of Winthrop House, which is one of Harvard's 12 undergraduate residential houses. Uh-huh. Um, Mr. Sullivan's choice of client was, are you ready? Mm. Deeply trauma-inducing. And it showed her that Mr. Sullivan doesn't, quote, value the safety of students, the petition announced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would Winthrop residents really want one day to accept a diploma, the petition said, from someone who believes it's okay to defend Harvey Weinstein? Innocent until proven guilty. That's the bedrock of the, Listen, of the American we judicial system. Have forgotten that. How, we have become disconnected from innocent until proven guilty. Six Harvard dorms held listening sessions, John, attended by emissaries from the university's Office for Sexual Assault Prevention and Response. Their website urged traumatized students traumatized. to seek mental health services and other help from Harvard's massive Title IX bureaucracy. Harvard's dean of students and its lead Title IX coordinator attended a student protest outside the main administration building. Wait, this is Harvard. So you would imagine that many students who attend Harvard come from, dare I say the word, privileged backgrounds, and that their mothers and or fathers, they themselves were attorneys in some way. Right? That's a good point. Well, if they do have fathers or mothers who are attorneys, they certainly didn't discuss the fundamental aspects of law come on. at home ever. Come on. These this, these stories are proliferating across the, the media I mean, here. and you... Right. And this is not some small, tiny liberal arts college in Massachusetts that has 600 students. This is Harvard. I don't know. We've lost our minds. So you would think that someone would just walk around campus and go, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, act as an adult. Mm -hmm. Suck it up and let's get on with life. Right, Because the bottom line is we don't know. We have not. It hasn't been proven what it's, Harvey Weinstein did or didn't do. He's been accused. Okay, so trial by media, and then that's enough. So that's enough. So then what Heather McDonald goes on to say, Harvard's administrators could have explained to these students that are protesting that a lawyer who defends someone accused of a crime doesn't thereby condone the crime. Mm. Right. Rather, he is upholding the principles that all defendants, even guilty ones, have a right to legal representation and that the state may criminally punish someone only after proving their guilt in a rigorously contested adversarial process. That is what we have in America. That is the bedrock of our judicial system. This was taught in a civics class in seventh grade. Right. Right. And this is not understood by students at Harvard. Because they're taking environmental and what? Creative studies. Visual and environmental studies. Uh History shows that without such a requirement, state power slides toward tyranny. Harvard's adults could have said, 
Mr. Sullivan's representation of Mr. Weinstein embodies the highest ideals of the law, that every accused person, no matter how reviled, is entitled to a defense in court. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Not okay. understood by the people at Harvard. It's... Uh, I don't know. It is a, it's a crisis. It is an absolute crisis. Is that it a we, crisis? That, well, it's a crisis because the, these certain groups of people are just taking media narratives or Twitter narratives and assuming that that's what an investigation is. Right. So all of us are an inch deep and a mile wide. I mean, what do we know about the Harvey Weinstein Nothing. case? Only what the media has told us. Right. The reason that they are actual investigators and a district attorney is that they have to build a case and they have to bring the power down if, in fact, the powerful are guilty. So this is the problem with the demise of um, journalism, serious journalism in this country. There was a time when newspapers employed staffs of investigative mm-hmm. reporters, serious men and women who did hard yeoman-like labor to present a story to a hungry reading public. Now, that's all been washed away. Newspapers are basically disappearing or have already disappeared from the American mm-hmm. landscape. Instead, we have 140 characters on Twitter or we have some goofy story on Facebook or wherever on Vox and everyone nods their head because we have no attention span to dig deep right. to really figure out what's going on. Right. And at the end of the trial, if at that point we find out that based on the evidence presented that Harvey Weinstein was guilty, then he should get punished. We all agree on that. That's how our system works. But if it's someone else or if it's Harvey Weinstein himself and we find out that he wasn't guilty or there is not enough evidence to prove that he was guilty, then he's not going to be punished. That's how it works. And those defense attorneys who did their due diligence, they get paid. Right. They go on with their life for the next person in line who needs to be defended against charges. Because what if this woman who's the visual and environmental studies student is accused of something falsely? Doesn't she want someone who's going to be willing to not listen to a Twitter mob but is going to go into a courtroom to represent her? You would hope so. I don't know. I mean – Again, everything that you hear today, you got to take with a grain of salt. So when you hear story after story after story of entitled, uh, immature college students crying out about them being, you know, what, triggered by some story or by some professor or by some such guest who's coming to speak on campus, I'm kind of leery of all that because what is the truth? Right. We've, we've lost our way here. And so who is telling the truth in the narrative? It seems to me as though the person with the biggest voice or the big 85 million followers on right. Twitter. And so is that the person that we're going to listen to? That's the person who's so. going to decide who's guilty and who's innocent is that voice on Twitter. That the, so that's mob justice. In a way. Look, what, what just happened here with the horror of what happened in the mass shooting, right, in uh, – the the, uh, the gunman, who I, I don't know his name and I don't care to say his name, he himself in this manifesto called out a, t- a guy on Twitter who's got 85 million followers. And that guy who's got 85 million followers is going, hey, uh, don't drag me into this. I'm right. not the guy. Whether he is or not, that's what we're looking at now. Right. That's but the a, new narrative. But according to this Harvard student, what if everybody decides that that person is responsible, then all of a sudden he is? I mean, there's yeah. we ha- we have this – complex system it doesn't work all the time i'm not saying it's it works perfect better often in any than, than not but, but it, it's better than not having any system it's certainly better than going for the twitter mob version of justice because that right. that's our alternative yeah we take a break we go with that okay we'll stick around be right back it's the ride on with john and kathy here on a gorgeous last day of winter fare you well
Be right back. Mary, the child you bear will become the greatest of men. From the network that brought you the Bible. There has been talk about Jesus. They say he's healing the sick. Comes the life of Jesus Christ. His preaching is what concerns me. He's helping people. From those who knew him best. We are his followers. We've seen him do wondrous things. I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus, his life. Monday at 8 on History. Looking for a challenging, hands-on education? One that fosters curiosity, builds confidence, and cultivates a biblical worldview? Look closer at Jubilee Christian School in Mount Lebanon. I'm Principal April Iceman. Jubilee nurtures young minds through an award-winning integrated curriculum, monthly educational field trips, and special programs like art, Kathy's music, drama, snapology, and more. An affordable education with generous financial aid. Jubilee Christian School. Imagine. Believe. Achieve. At JubileeCS.org. Got issues with youth or high school sports? Positive Coaching Alliance can help. PCA, a national nonprofit, offers more than a 1,000 free online resources for youth and high school sports coaches, parents, students, and administrators. Visit PCADevZone.org. Okay. Today being the last day of winter yeah. and tomorrow being the first day of spring, mm-hmm. thank goodness. Maybe start to think about spring cleaning. Spring cleaning. Mm-hmm. And for some people, some people don't even know what spring cleaning is. Why? Because it's like an antiquated thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you spring clean? Do yeah. you spring clean? Oh, yeah. I always spring clean. Yeah. You have, it's it's maybe a day, your first 65 degree day, maybe. Open up the you windows. you can open up your windows. Get the mop out. Right. A big bucket of hot water right. with some spick and span or yep. Mr. Clean mm-hmm. or, you know, and go to work. That's exactly right. Right. From the... Mm-hmm. From the top of the corner ceiling in the bedroom on down. I think it's good to start at the top. Oh, you ha- it's necess- It's the only way to, to clean. Mm-hmm. Why would you do your floors and right. then your, your, your walls or your ceilings are dirty, mm-hmm. right? Right. The spring. How about the washing of the curtains? I love the washing of the curtains. It's a big deal. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't have a lot of curtains. Yeah, if you have blinds, I mean, you're not going to be doing the washing of yeah. the curtains. Actually, I don't have a lot you, of blinds either. Okay, but if you've got, <laughs> all right, we can see right into the hall. Kind of walking around. Now we're talking. We're about set this. back. We're set know. back far enough there. Uh-huh. No, we have blinds. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I like the washing of the curtains a lot. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I just I like the feeling of the air going through. Mm-hmm. The feeling that I've invested some serious grunt work in making the, you know, like the tops of your doors. Oh yeah. The tops of your door frames. Yeah. You're going to get inside your drawers and you're going to see, you know what, this is this needs to be cleaned in under here. Under and behind the bed. Me- under and behind. That's a horrible place, under and behind the bed. It is. When you pull your bed out, you think, who am I and yeah. why do I live like this? Yeah, what happened there? What it's, goes on at night where I'm awful. like, you know, shedding all this minutia? Right. Now, you're the spring cleaner in your house. I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And will you be doing it? Oh, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I got big plans. I got big plans. I got big plans outside, inside. Wow. Oh, yeah. We're, we're moving and shaking this right. spring. The only thing we need is about 20 more degrees. It's coming. From where we are. Yeah. And then we can start to affect all of okay. that. Okay. Do you use a mop? Do you use a mop? I use a sponge more than I use a mop. A sponge? Mm-hmm. What size of a sponge? Like a big sponge. Like a nice one. Like a nice eight, nine a inch sponge. sponge. Like a real sponge. A, a real sponge. Like a like big a fisherman yellow sponge. Yeah. Yeah. That Not kind. a cello, whatever. No. They, you know, those no, no, no. I like the things. real thing. Do you use rags? I 
I believe in rags. I believe in rags. Do you have a rag bag? Yes, I do. So do I. Yeah, I like I like a rag bag. Mm-hmm. And I all my old shirts are in there. All mm-hmm. my husband's old shirts are in there. I cut, cut them, up. them up into Me too. Yep, business-sized pieces. I like it a lot. When you see your rags, I kind of go, oh, remember that? I had a shirt that I wore forever and ever and ever. It had the British Union Jack on it. It was this blue shirt. I loved that shirt. And that thing, I wore it until it was just, you know, a rag. Mm-hmm. And then I would turn it into a rag. Because you have that's where it's that's where it's bound to go. Maybe you feel good cleaning the house with the old T-shirt. I saw this article in the New York Times. It says your environment is cleaner, but your immune system has never been so unprepared. <laughs> so it talks about how people like us are obsessed with spring cleaning, except that we don't recognize how we are scrubbing all of the things from our environment that could actually help us to stay well. Very nice. So he says, if you drop your food on the floor, you should eat it. <laughs> okay. If you go to wash your hands, yeah. you shouldn't use antibacterial soap. No, 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 no. Use some soap. If you think your hands are dirty, you shouldn't use Purell. You need to let your immune system actually do something. Nice. Goodbye, winner. Hello, spring. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Word FM and Salem Communications. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.